Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, he's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. He also apparently is a beatbox champion. Had no idea. He's Cam Jordan. He, he joins us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Okay, so there's a lot of football stuff I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the fact that Sean Payton stepped away. Did you have any idea this was coming? Uh, I would like to say no and not at all. But, you know, when you think about Sean Payton, we think about uh, everything he's done for the city of New Orleans, when we think about what he's done for the Saints, Man, to give up, not even 15 years, but 16 seasons uh, of your life to be dedicated to one organization, one team. And if you're part of New Orleans Saints, you're part of New Orleans, the city. Uh, And so everything that he's done, he's had so much respect in the city. Everything he's done, he's done in such a high class. um, What brought brought the city his first Super Bowl. So I've got nothing but respect for, for SP and all that he's done for the city. Selfishly. Yeah, blindsided. Mm-hmm. You know, like like were you where, where where were you when you found out? L.A. I think I think I was here. And it was was it somebody hitting you on text? Or did you just find out social I think, media? I literally was supposed to do like some some actual like media or something like that. Yeah. And then this this hits and I, I get text messages. Hey, do you have any comment on? I said, and guess what? I'm not doing today. <laughs> Won't be doing media. And what we're going to do is throttle this down. Um, so I said I went from you know shooting a little a quick little commercial um, to supposedly doing the media to uh, I'm not doing media today. Uh, okay, so Dennis Allen is your defensive coordinator. Get, no doubt. Now gets gets elevated and, as expected and so how good a fit do you think that is i think i think it's a solid fit i think there was one or two choices we could have gone you know after after hearing what we could have done oh yeah go ahead swipe that for me too i like i like the black one the black um, <laughs> <laughs> but everything that uh, you know, Dennis Allen has provided for our team is has been great for our defense. I might have thought we, you know, I heard that they were going to interview Aaron Glenn, and I said, "Oh, that's a solid one too." Yes. Um, just because they're in the wheelhouse, they know exactly what makes the ship sail in terms of what what we've been able to accomplish in the in the building. Um, but I think if you go DA. I don't think that's the wrong choice. I think that's a great choice for us. Well, obviously, it was a hard year when you're when you're cycling through like three or four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That usually does not. Re- Result. Four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does does not result in a it great. Doesn't, it doesn't normally result in a winning season, and yet we're sitting at nine that, and eight. That is really, really, really remarkable. And then you look at the fact that we have no idea who's going to be quarterback for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Panthers still haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. Falcons still haven't figured it out. How hard do you think it is to get? back to the level that you guys had previously been at? I, put, I mean, to just put in perspective of how hard it is to not have a quarterback and still come out with a winning season, yes. I mean, Mike Evans pre-Tom Brady had never seen the playoffs. Tom Brady comes in, Super Bowl champion. Right. So as much as I say defense wins championships, we can win a lot of games. We can do a lot of things. You know, Peyton Manning at Denver Broncos had an amazing defense when they won the Super Bowl. Defense can win championships, but you need a quarterback. Are you? Did do you guys actively recruit like as players now? Because I'm openly recruiting. I yes. feel like this is common knowledge as I walk into media <laughs> row. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You, you play quarterback? Come try out. <laughs> hey, actually, you got, you can stay over there where you are. I'm looking for. I'm not looking for you know lower to mid. I'm looking for upper mid to elite quarterback. 
I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave you throughout them names. Okay. No, I James I, Winston. I, I I I know. So what? Yeah, what about James? Right? Like he finally seemed to figure it out. Then he then got he hurt. Get, right? Then he gets hurt. And we still end up winning that game um, against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, I think that you know as Jameis gets healthy. And I think he is healthy at this point. I think I think I saw some videos of him dropping back, throwing some balls. Um, when he, you know, when he was playing for us, he was playing so well. He was playing at such a high level. So if we get him back, I think that puts us in in that playoff to Super Bowl category. If not, then we have to, you know, if he decides to sign somewhere else, which I hope, you know, I hope he does reside with us, then we have to go look somewhere else. And if we're going to look, might as well shoot for the stars here. Yeah, and there's some some stars that could very well be available, uh, two of which are under contract, one in Seattle, one, 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 one in Green Bay. Like, like three under contract, right? I mean, who's, who's the third one that I'm not thinking of that could possibly? You, oh, well, there's, there's one. There, maybe a fourth. Maybe a fourth. I'm just simply saying, if you, if you if, say if, the names. Let me, let, me just, let me just ask the question. One. It, one be white, blue, or red. One could be a black and purple. Yes. Like, yes. Just... Okay. So it is interesting in in in, in a warmer climate that is desert climate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A quarterback mm-hmm. unfollowed his team on Twitter. That, that's and crazy, Instagram. right? 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 Well, look, I'm not big on normally like well they unfollowed. Okay, but that is weird to unfollow your team. Sometimes you just got to go social like or do a social cleanse. Maybe that's what that is. I wasn't even looking that way, but you know I did see him at the Pro Bowl and maybe you know. I'm a, I'm a plant seeds where I can. What was the Pro Bowl like? Because it it, at, I, it was at some a blast. Point, was fun. It was a blast. Everybody, you know, I I saw some social media reactions like you just can't keep going on. Also, I'm rushing with some of the best. D lineman in the game, I, and we're not supposed to run games. But I'm running games with you know I'm I'm playing the three technique to a Brian Burns on the outside. I'm playing outside, and I've got you know uh, uh, Javon Hargraves uh, inside. I'm having a big. So, so what do you do when you when you get home? You just you just two hand touch them so you don't hit somebody, but you're still kind of look. I'm I'm rushing regardless. Now, if I get home, we could have had, we could have had a different story because I'm definitely there to hit somebody in the backfield. Now, outside the backfield, no, we're, I'll let the linebackers do their thing. I f- feel like I even in that game, I even dropped once, and I was like, this ain't for me. How was how was Vegas as opposed to other cities that you played the Pro Bowl in? Vegas is Vegas. Yes. Hey, Vegas is Vegas. <laughs> to be in Vegas from Monday to, or to from Tuesday to Sunday, it's a long time and to be in Vegas. It is a long time. It, I don't, Three, it's 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 kind of like golf, right? You get to the 14th hole, you're like, okay, I got it, I'm good. I'm only good for nine. Yeah. It, I try and tell people early. You're like, hey, Cam, you golf? I don't. Yes. Yes, I will. So, so Vegas ADD lasts how many days? How many days do Three. you have? Three. And 72. Like, everybody knows it's 72 hours. Yes. Vegas? Yes. Friday to Sunday. And I'm, I'm probably not making it, like, mid to midday Sunday. It's like, fly in Thursday, make it till Sunday-ish. Did you guys know about the Alvin Kamara thing? Um, we learned of it, as everybody else did. You and didn't know before the kids. Apparently, people knew before the game. And they're hmm. like, eh. You know, look, you, you didn't know the severity of anything. Sure. Um, and I'm still over here gathering notes because, I mean, we've got a police report, but I'm like, give me something more than this This red where now I'm reading opinions. Give me give me facts. Right. Give me the video. Give me something else. When I'm able to see and make my own opinion, then I'll actually have a stance. Because right now, I'm like, my guy AK is all the way innocent until proven anything otherwise because I know exactly what type of person he is. I know how, how great he is to the city of New Orleans. I know how great of a person he has been. Um, and I've seen him in in situations where he has been agitated and still do everything the right way. So I would like to see more. Um, the 
the playoffs were amazing. I mean, really amazing. And no, they weren't. They weren't that impressive. Why? Because you weren't in them. Yeah, exactly. Because black and gold wasn't in them. I, I, I understand, but they were still pretty incredible. I mean, games. previous years, I've seen I've seen teams have losing records and be in the, in the playoffs. Okay, I, I've I, got a winning record. I'm out of the playoffs. I, under, I simply understand. because the Niners beat the the Rams. The Rams I, trick off a, a game that they're supposed to win. But there's so many things I want to get uh, to with you though, because fine. you know this game at such a higher level. Okay, how do you lose a game, or how do you give up three points when you're kicking off at 13 seconds to go? How does that happen? How? I mean, I'm asking you. No, I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. How does how do you how does a how does a quarterback of a franchise you know not run up and give the ball to a quarterback or to the referee instead of trying to down it himself? The worst part about that one with the Cowboys was they afterwards they're like, yeah, we practiced that play, we practiced this whole thing. Most we practice it. Everybody knows like execution. But you hand it to the ref. Execution. But they were acting like, no, this is not how we do it. It was a big moment. Sometimes, sometimes you can have human error. You you know if you can have human error, you know how many referees. In fact, we won't talk about referees. We're just going to leave that alone because I know a fine would be coming for no reason. Um, you know, there's there's going to be human error in the game. He's trying to get the right play, and things happen. But at the same time, it comes down to execution. Okay, you have those games. Um, the last you know, couple games we've been watching they have were been great. Amazing. The last, what, two minutes of, of the, the last, like, six games have been the defining moments. I mean, like, look, even go back to the Chargers-Raiders game. Like, that was crazy, <laughs> right? That was, that, that was, that was nuts. Um, what do you think happened to Pat Mahomes? Like, Mahomes has been incredible, and in those situations, he's right. been incredible. But the pass at the end of the first half was the wrong read, was the wrong play, considering time and score, right? right. And then the first play, of the second half, uh, offensively, he throws the interception. But he was just, he just looked different, a little rattled, a little off. And that was a game that every NFL guy I talked to is like, I don't know how Chris Jones doesn't have three or four sacks. There's no way they can block him. And. I don't know how they stopped the Kansas City Chiefs. They did both. They blocked, and they were able to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs, holding up three points in the second half. How'd that happen? Man, I mean, did, I say, did you see the, the, the rush on there? Like, did you see – I mean, Joe Burrow was out there bouncing off turf, but Joe Burrow is also is, is either resilient enough or young enough where he's not feeling into it. He's, he, he's earned Joe Cool for me. I'm like, look, this dude is under pressure and under duress at a high level and out here making these great throws, just Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, but, I mean, that pass rush has been great. I mean, you talk about my guy Trey Hendrickson from, you know, previous years with the Saints, now they're thriving with, with the Bengals, has been amazing to see. You talk about Sam Hubbard, you talk about DJ Reader. I mean, these guys are going off at the wrong, at the right time. Von Bell with the, with the clutch interception at the end. I mean, love to see it. And at the same time, we talk about Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's, he's getting rushed differently. I mean... It just is what it is. Like his offensive line, you could say, is looking was looking like the Cincinnati offensive line. Yeah, and then uh, and then the Rams take down the Niners, come from behind against the Niners. That was an unbelievable football game as well. well what about you? Look, you you have a lot of things going a lot of things going on, right? You have your charity that, that I want to talk about in a, in a second. Um, obviously, you have a huge future outside of football when you're done playing football. You've kind of gone through the gamut here with with New Orleans with the quarterbacks now. Coaching change. What's your energy like? in terms of what you do currently like how energized are you for for next year man i'm super excited again i'm 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 a part of a defense that has become an elite defense i mean i've gone from <laughs> being in my tenure at, at the saints i've had an historically bad defense right bad, you guys were where the worst where the bengal's were 2 years ever. ago you guys were but well, they stripped right. you guys down obviously with with the with uh with the uh, bounty gate right and we historically worse yeah. ever and then, you know, we've we fought our way, clawed our way to where we are now. We talk about we, leaders beside myself 
talk about David Onyemata, you talk about Demario Davis, you talk about Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams. Um, everything that you've seen from this defense has happened in the last couple of years, and it's the same mindset of focus. We're going to stop the hell out this run and make them one-dimensional. And when we do that, albeit we can do it to every team, apparently except for Philadelphia for the last two years, we, we average teams under three yards a, a carry. Um, you do an incredible amount of community service, like a ridiculous I don't know about an incredible amount. I, I, I give up my, I give up the morning of my Tuesdays to do whatever I can for my city. Though, right? Absolutely. But, I mean, I'm going in there to work out. I'm going in there to break, break down film. How can I not give back? And it started off super, super early. I mean, at first it was trying to figure out what city I was in. You know, you figure it's New Orleans, but what else can I do? It's going to, you know, Thibodeau's. It's going to uh, Chalmette. It's going to the east. It's going across the way to Slidell. It's going to, you know, as far as Eugene out in, out in Louisiana. Shout out um, to, to the whole Raging Cajun Nation. But it's seeing exactly where you're a part of and what's afflicting your, your community sur- surrounding you. Um, and it comes just from the, the pure energy I was given when I first got drafted there. I mean, I was drafted 2011 in a lockout year. So I got drafted, I got handed a playbook, and I was like, all right, go figure it out yourselves, right? And because of that, I mean, I made connections that will always be there in New Orleans and felt like they embraced me so easily. How could I not look to do something for them? The God is Love Foundation. God right? is Love. Well, you, you started that with your wife. And you guys, I know you donated over six figures. It was like $120,000. To the Crescent City Corps. Being able to team up with them and, and the leadership training, the anti-racism training, the, the community, community involvement we've been able to integrate into the training with the NOPD and Crescent City Corps, which is a complete third-party, you know, non-bipartisan uh, situation, 5013C, uh, that comes in out of the goodness of their hearts trying to just help the city surrounding. Um, it's been phenomenal work to be a part of it and see the mindset and the hearts change of these, have these you officers. Seen it? Have you seen it? Man, I've sat, sat, right in the, sat right in the workshops. I mean, it's one thing to like see it on a Zoom or see like just clips. Well, being able to be part of that like first or second meeting and then coming in every couple of meetings to be, sit down, talk to these officers, sit down, being able to talk to some community community members. Uh, you talk bringing in community leaders that are just frustrated. You see the frustration in the faces. You see what they've been through and, and push that on, on the uh, on the officers, on the, uh, the on the officers that, they, that are in training. Right. You see how they feel from that. You see how they grow from that. And it's that growth that's going to make us better as a community. It's that that bond that we're able to process and become better. I mean, that's why it's so awesome to be to have this acknowledgement of the uh, Walter Payton Man of the yeah. Year, because it spotlights the work that's being done. Whether it be United Way with Hurricane Ida when we were displaced and the, how we were able to come back and give back, you know, the tarps to be on houses, the water, etc. to Crescent City Corps. It's like, you know, that this, this head nod gives Walter Payton Man, Man of the Year that, that that's awesome for me, but at the same time, that's nationwide putting in actual dollars. You know, I think I think since they've been partnered with WPMOY, they've donated something like a million and a half dollars, right, to the nominees, which is only helping create more positive effects within their within the nominees given cities. Well, listen, uh, you you took your time off the media. Now you're more than making up for it this week. We appreciate your time and can't wait to do it again. Man, I appreciate you for having me. I always remember. Nationwide is on your side. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, and it's awesome to catch up with a guy who 
has been now synonymous with the resurgence of the Raiders' defense. You go back to when they trade away Khalil Mack. Everybody said, well, they, now you got to find a pass rush. They did in Max Crosby, the second-team All-Pro this past year, part of this amazing Raiders season, which broke those of us who are Charger fans' heart on the, uh, on the, on the last play of the regular season. And Max joins us here at, at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. And Max, I know how emotionally tied you were to Mike Mayock, who's the general manager, you know, part of that crew that, that drafted you. And Rich Passaccia did a remarkable job. But what what was that like for you when Mike lost his job? I know that there were some special moments and special conversations shared between the two of you. Yeah, you know, that's the hard thing about the NFL. You know, it's a business at the end of the day. So there's going to be new people in and out all the time. Um, and you get emotionally, you know, you get closer to certain people. And, um, you know, Mayock, is, he did so much for me and my family, um, always looking out for me, even with my sobriety. He was a big part of, you know, helping me out and pointing me in the right direction. So um, I give so much credit to him um, on that end, and he just he's a good dude. So, yeah, it hurts, um, but it's part of the business. So, unfortunately, you just got to keep, you know, keep moving forward and, you know, keep rolling with the punches. You mentioned your sobriety. Uh, obviously, you guys had – a tragedy. You've had a couple other incidents. Then there was a Alvin Kamara incident over the weekend at mm-hmm. Pro Bowl. There are people that say like, "Hey, Vegas, that's a tinderbox, right?" What What was it for you? What What was the What was the "I need help" moment for you that told you you that you needed to go get get help a couple years ago? Yeah, it was like uh, honestly like an accumulation of just bad decision making, being tired, being sick of the same thing over and over um it started in high school honestly like it just progressively got worse and worse so once you get a little bit more freedom a little bit more money a little things like that you know it just gets worse and worse um and it just got to a point where I was so tired um of the same thing over and over the same cycle that literally just looked myself in the mirror was like I need help, um, and I just, you know, I reached out to my girlfriend, reached out to my agent, got all those people on board. Obviously, the you know Mayock and people with the Raiders, they were a big part of that as well. So, um, yeah, you know, it just got to a point where it was just too much. My life was unmanageable, so I needed needed uh, to get help. What was the what was the what was the hardest conversation to have in in, in those? <sighs> there was a ton, you know. Obviously, um, at that time, you know, I was just coming off a of rookie year. I, a great year you know for me and you know having my dad my mom crying you know worried about me um having coach Gruden who at that time um you know was my number one fan and always hyped me up and things like that and now I'm going into rehab and just having him on the phone um it was tough you know it's just uh it makes you look back and be appreciative of everything that I have you know going forward and all the things that I do have you know just accomplishments things of that are cool but i i could look back and and really be appreciate you know appreciate all those things because um you can lose it all in the snap of a finger so you know it's it's tough for sure is it harder in vegas um i wouldn't say so you know for me when i lived in ypsilanti michigan in college i found a way to find trouble when i lived in texas it's the same thing um you know i got that personality um that's part of who i am so yeah for me 
it doesn't matter where I'm at. Um, obviously, though, Vegas is, you know, amplified in a way. But, you know, I stay far off in the suburbs and I'm away from everything. So I don't, you know, I don't really do too much. It's been it's been cold in here all week. They're pumping the air conditioning. Plus, I think I'm underneath the vent. But it got yeah. especially cold when you walked up with all that ice <laughs> that, that's, go, that's going on here. Yeah. The necklace, the watch, the, the, the bracelet. Bro, you know, L.A., there's been a bit of a crime spree. I'm not trying to take anything off Max Crosby, but you got to be careful. You're wearing like a million dollars on you. I wouldn't say a million, but, yeah, you know, L.A. is uh, LA's been going through it, I heard, but, you know, I'm well protected, and you know, every year I, I always get something, you know, a piece of jewelry or, you know, something just to kind of simulate, you know, just award myself for, you know, the season. Okay, uh, how, how did you how did you guys do this thing? I was I actually went to the Washington game. Yep. And that was a tough one, right? You lose on a field. You guys miss a field goal, lose on a field goal. Yep. And I'm, I walked out of the stadium thinking to myself, that's it. It was a nice little run. You know, Basachi kind of got him going for a couple games. But now the reality, you just lost so many guys. You lose John Gruden. You lose your play caller. It's just not. How'd you guys, how'd you pull it off and even make it to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, uh, once we played Kansas City at their place, we lost like 48 to 9 or something. Um, And it kind of, we got to a point, it was like a crossroads. Like, listen, we could either just book it, call it a year, and get ready for next year, or we can make a decision and go out there and show up and continue to work and believe in what the coaches are giving us. And that's what happened. You know, we were taking taking it one one game at a time, and it was literally playoff mode for the last month of the season. So um, it was an incredible time, incredible run um, that we had. And it's just unfortunate that it had to end the way it did. But, you know, I'm so proud of everybody in that building. All right, let's go to that Charger game. Yeah. I can't imagine because because the TV was focusing on how exhausted their wide receivers are. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, the defensive line. <laughs> yeah. How many how many snaps did you play that game? I played total, including like field goal block and stuff like that, like over 90 snaps. What's what's that like when the adrenaline wears off the next day? You're saying the next day? Yeah, or when, whenever the adrenaline wears off, and all of a sudden, like the level of fatigue had to be. Unlike anything else, because incredible, because you're not just playing the snaps and not just the game and just the overtime, but everything that's in stake and the intensity of that game. You could feel it through the television set. Oh yeah, the intensity of that game. Yeah, you know that's it. I kind of give it to you know my training and my recovery and all that because I prepared all off season continuously for the moments like that. Um, so once I got to that moment, there was no, all right, am I in good enough shape to just go? And like I knew in my head, I was like, this is everything I work for. This is where I want to be. The biggest games um so just mentally i had to make a decision i feel like our whole d line we were all dead but we knew there was we're not losing the game we couldn't at home against the chargers to get in the playoffs we had to show up so yeah you know we took it upon ourselves it was it was ugly you know it wasn't the prettiest way to win but we found a way and we we kept fighting and you know i gotta give gotta give a ton of credit to my teammates on uh, that 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 was incredible do you do you th- like, there's been talk of you guys were going to run out the clock and play for a tie. Yeah. Uh, what, what was really going on at the end of that game? See, I find that hard to believe. And it's funny because people were talking about it, um, and nobody really knew until after the game because Coach Basaccia and, and the offensive guys, they were kind of talking about it um, as a possibility. But we were already to, like, I think it was a 40-yard line, yeah. so it would have been like a 57-yard field goal. And there's no way we would have just been like, okay, we're taking a knee right. after all the work we put in, um, especially playing the Chargers. We want to send the Chargers home, you know. So, 
yeah, you know, it was tough. And we came down to that <laughs> that last uh, possession, and they called a timeout. So we had a little bit more extra time, and then Josh broke that run, um, and it was over. You know, we knew Daniel was going to gonna knock it down. So what? what, what you're, you're sitting there, and you're where were you when the field goal was kicked? I was on the sideline. It was me and the whole D-line. We were all standing there literally just praying. Be like, we knew, like Daniel, Daniel Carlson, Carlson in those moments, I literally, since I've been with him, I don't think he's missed one of them. Um, he's missed a couple field goals early on in games, stuff like that. But that dude is just so locked in um, that we just, you know, we 100% believe in him. So once we got in that position, we're like, oh, yeah, this and, is this and, game. And you're, watch, and you're watching that, that thing. What's the feeling like when it goes through? Yeah. Oh, just relief um, because we thought the game would be over in regulation but yeah. then they have two crazy touchdowns towards the end and it was just like oh my god this is never gonna but end it was fourth down after they committed fourth four, down after so four. six fourth downs they converted like it was, that was insane it was insane and it just felt like it would never end um it got to a point <laughs> marinelli always says this he's like go to your heart explodes and then do another one and go and get another snap so that's kind of how how my mentality was like listen i'm gonna literally go until i absolutely can't walk anymore and i was cramping Everyone's hurting, but you just we couldn't give in. Any idea what accent Derek Carr has working there? Because there, it, it's definitely the flow and yeah. the leaders. It's kind of changed because he was like he was sent he was Central Coast of uh, you know he was Fresno, yeah. got a little Texas to him. But there's a different sort of accent working there. Any idea what what that is? Yeah, I, I thought he was a Texas guy when I first met him because you know I'm from Texas. I've heard I've heard that accent before, and then I heard he's from Fresno or not Fresno. He's from uh, Bakersfield. Yeah. Then I went. To Bakersfield, and it's a little bit country for California. It was different. I wasn't used to. I haven't seen anything in California like that. So I was like, okay, I guess maybe some people out here got a little accent. So you know, little, good for little, him. little mix of all. You yeah. talk, you're you're bold enough to talk about your own uh, alcohol rehab. I know that's part of the app, which is called Reframe. What, what yep. is what is Reframe? Yeah, Reframe, you know, it's it's the number one sobriety app in the world. Um, it basically just gives people a community, um, gives people tools you know, to stay sober. Um, and if you are drinking or trying to get sober, um, it gives you those, gives you basically a guideline of what you need to do and, and to help you in any way they can. So they do an incredible job and sobriety is the reason I'm here today. Um, and it's just something, you know, I, I saw and I fell in love with. So I'm excited to work with them. There's somebody listening to this show who knows somebody or is that person that feels like they're drinking too much or they're, they, they want to get out of that, that, that cycle. How do you, how do you go from that place to admitting I got a problem or downloading this app and pressing that? How, what what would your advice be to that person or to that person who knows somebody who has that who might have that issue? Yeah, you know, for me, it's you know, nowadays a lot of people. You know, they have their own battles. Um, they go through a lot of different things. Um, so I can't speak specifically on everyone's situation, but I know that a part of my duty is breaking the stigma of people being scared to talk about their feelings or as a man, I'm a grown man playing the NFL. A lot of people don't like to talk about their feelings or what they've gone through or have the pride to have too much pride to talk about. Yeah, I have a problem. I need help. I can't do it by myself. Um, that's why I'm here. Cause you know, I feel like that's, you know, God put me on earth to, not only be a football player and inspire people, but inspire people off the field and help them, you know, in any way I can. So that's one thing I'll say is just, you know, there's never – every conversation matters, um, and there's always people out there to help you, and, you know, we're, we're going to be here for them. The app is called Reframe, R-E-F-R-A-M-E. Download it and try it and ask for help.
Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. And if you say this gentleman's name, everyone I know in football says that's a great football player and going to be a mainstay for the Dallas Cowboys as long as he's playing football. He's Micah Parsons. He's joining us on behalf of Pizza Hut here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to work backwards. Usually people do the plug at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. But one, starved. Two, I've seen the spicy lovers. So my son, we're sitting around and we were watching the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And I like to cook. I like to grill. I like to smoke, smoke meats outside. And he's like, nah, Dad, let's do Pizza Hut. Swear to God. So he's like Pizza Hut. So I said, I was going through the, the app. And I was, do you want to do meat lovers, pepperoni lovers? And my daughter got the spicy lovers. He did his, he, he did his own. He likes thick, thick crust. I'm not a mm-hmm. big thick crust guy. When before, are you a spicy lovers guy? Like, is this really tailor made to your desires, or is there another Pizza Hut pizza which is really your favorite? Well, I'm a meat lovers guy. Yep, all through and through. And then they came up to me and talked to me about the spicy lovers. I said, Oh, well, let me try it. You know what I'm saying? So through the break, I had me a couple of slices, and I just can't keep my hands off it. So I think spicy lovers might be taking the top nowadays. Really? Yeah. So so in the in the Pizza Hut pizza hierarchy, it's spicy lovers, then meat lovers, and then pepperoni, pepperoni lovers. lovers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like you have to have some sort of meat. It, the meat helps the cheese. Yeah. Right. I don't. It, I know they use the same cheese when they just do cheese, but the cheese tastes different when there's it no does. meat on it. And this actually has pepperoni on it, too. Right. So you're getting the best of both worlds. It's just the, the sauce is spicier. It's a little spicy. Got some peppers. And if you really want it spicy, we got the, the fiery flakes. flakes. Fiery flakes. So it's it's a it, like, how spicy is it? Um, average, it's probably like four out of ten. Right. The guys still so got it's that. like so in it's the, enjoyable in the, in the in the wing in the wing spice level, right? There's mild, there's medium, and there's hot. So it's like more of a medium, a mild, mild, more mild, 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 mild medium. Mild. It got, it like it got the kick, but it's enjoyable. It's it's just so enjoyable. It's flavorful. But then you know, if you want to try the spicy challenge, we could do that for you. What's the spicy challenge? I got these flakes. Yes. I got these. You said your star. Yes. This fresh, warm pizza. Yes. I'll pull you off a slice. Yes. I will dump these flakes off until, you know, I feel. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Perfect. You do that while I ask you a football question. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, what was the experience like of watching how your guys' season ended? Man, it was so tough, bro, because. You know, we all expect to go further. We expect to be playing in the game next week. That's a lot of flakes. And we expect to do higher things. You're trying to kill me here with all this flakes. Bro, look, that that is. This is the spicy challenge, bro. Is that really the spicy challenge? Like, yeah, this is my thing. Okay. So I'll have a bite of it. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I appreciate that. And 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 it's tough because, you know, we wanted to go to the higher level. 
know what I'm saying? So we got to do better. When you guys, I'm good now. I got a little kick to it. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's actually coming for you. Because the flake, the flake got into your nose a little bit. What happened with the flake? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it'll sneak up on you. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mine. Mine. That's good though. That's You're going to get a gift card if you win. Huh? You're going to get a gift card if you win. Oh, I'm going to win. My, my mouth's a little bit, a little not on fire, but it's starting to smolder a little bit. Okay, but what we are told is, hey, this is how we practice it. Is that how they practice it, not hand, handing it to the ref? We do, but I just think in the heat of the moment, like, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking that way. Yeah, it you're happens. Not think, yeah, I mean, it happens. It really does. But um, it definitely probably won't happen again. Won't happen again. What is it? What is it like for you to have such a successful season, but you can only do so much, right? And your, your team didn't ultimately succeed. Your team <clears throat> loses a home playoff game. Like, you're going to walk around today and everybody's going to say how, not only how talented you are, but what a great year you had, yet your team did not see that success. How do you process that? Um, you know, I got to take accountability myself, too, because I got to do more. I got to become uh, a better leader. I got to become a, a better player so that way we can take that next step, you know. Um, this is just one year. I got to do it again. What was what was it like when Dan Quinn said he was coming back? Oh, man, it was so awesome, man. He texted me. I said, man, I, I heard that new play call in my head already. You know, it's our favorite blitz we got together. And he said, you got it, bro. He's like, man, I appreciate you so much, and I can't wait to fight with you again. I said, man, I'm so glad you had to come back, man. I can tell it's really all love with you, man. And uh, now we're going to be fighting with Q. What is it What is it about him that that has, that has makes you, that draws you to him? Right. What, what is it? What is it about his personality and his coaching style? I think it's his honesty. It's his way that he knows how to talk to me. You know, he doesn't talk to me like he owns me. He doesn't talk to me like he's above me. He talks to me like a, a person. And also, he holds me to the standard that he knows I should be at. Like he doesn't let me settle for anything. If I come to a meeting without my notebook, hey, where's your notebook? You got your notebook. Go get your notebook. Come on, we gotta make sure we're prepared. Uh, if I didn't have to practice, I want him to come to me like, hey, is it, there's something going on? Like, you didn't practice the way you usually practice. Those type of things to make sure I'm staying on point. And he holds me to that standard. I can't do nothing but appreciate it. And I don't get mad at it. Micah Parsons joining us. Um, I don't know if you know this, but. When you guys lose in the playoffs, it does feel like a lot. There's there's just a lot of haters for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. right? It's like a gut shot. It it but it, it's it's almost like a national celebration. Um, what's that like from your side? You're like, man, what? Like what? I feel like I never did anything wrong. Like I'm like, man, why? Are you but, but you do. Over? But you do. You do feel it though, right? Yeah, I feel it all the way. It's it's sick. It's like you guys are Notre Dame. Notre Dame's like that in like when Notre Dame loses, people people or Alabama loses, yeah. people people celebrate. It's because we're a top organization. I get it. But, hey, we got to prove them all wrong, though. Um, Rams and their defense, what do you like about them? Man, I like how they're ferocious to the ball. They're hungry. They're ball hungry. They, they're turnover savvy. Uh, they're pass rush, man. The pass rush with Vaughn and Aaron Donald, man, it's cheating. And you still got Floyd. I mean, I mean, they're just solid all the way around. Yeah, um, I I think I mean they're amazing, and then you got Jalen Ramsey, obviously, who can who can lock some, lock yeah. some dudes up. Um, uh, I, Eric Weddle off the couch is going to be interesting playing. <laughs> <laughs> like he was on the couch, and now he plays Facts. in the in the in the two two biggest games. Um, what has to change organizationally for for the Cowboys to take that next step? Uh, I think the players we got to be more accountable, and we got to take that next step uh, personally of cleaning up the turnovers, firing up the details on our own. You know, we the coaches can only tell us, but we have to do it. How do you maintain this personality, right? Like, 
everybody comes. Lots, most dudes come in the league, and they're great dudes, and they're they're easy. But we tell you how big a star you are. You start doing ads. Some guys lose it, right? Some guys lose track of themselves. Mm-hmm. What keeps you level? Man, I, really, my son, man, and, and I just never forget where I came from. I came from nothing. Um, I don't really need to find things now, man. I just live humbly, and you know, just you know, just always live humble and. Always remember where you came from because those are things that got you where you are. And, you know, and God always say, as easy as I gave, the easier I could take away. So I always carried it in the back of my mind. All right. Well, listen, I did pass the challenge. Yeah. We owe you a gift card. So next time you're watching a football, um, we owe him uh, the gift card. Yeah. And then they're going to have a spicy lovers and his son's going to have his own thing again. No, no. We'll we'll have to have spicy lovers. I can't can't raise a son that's soft. Like, that's a big big thing. He's 12. He he plays football. He can't be soft. He's going to have to do the challenge, too. He's definitely going to have to do the challenge. (laughs) He's going to have to do the challenge. Remember, that's the – I ate the spicy – Double pepperoni, spicy. You got the spicy Hawaiian chicken. You got the spicy veggie. This spicy double pepperoni also has uh, has red peppers on it. And then you got to add in the fiery flakes if you really want to pass the challenge. Yeah. Of course, download the app. That's Pizza Hut. Care of Micah Parsons. Micah, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live at Radio Row. Man, we got a huge day, right? You had the NBA trade deadline where um, where James Harden is now a Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond are now Brooklyn Nets. There's some other movement. Get to that half past the hour. But um, this is a little uncomfortable. I mean, Jason Stewart and I are big Charger fans, and Jason Stewart has a restraining order. I mean, I'm, Justin Herbert joins us. Did you did you get like is this a gray area where he can be closer than six feet to you for this? I'm, I'm we're kidding, of course. No, How I are think you? it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, look, we I know we got pitches and t- other stuff to talk about. Can we just talk about the Raider game? Is that okay? Yeah, it's- no, because you were amazing. Like, but but the whole way. The last drive in regulation went down was really interesting and really unique, right? Where it wasn't just that they were all fourth downs and fourth down conversions and stuff, but I mean, you were taking legit deep shots, and 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 the close-ups of you on NBC was like the rest of us are dying a slow death, and you're just kind of in there and. What, what was that experience like for you? It was an incredible opportunity. You know, you take a look at Sunday night football, playing to get in the playoffs. It doesn't get much better than that. And the only way it does is if you win that game. And that's the unfortunate part about the NFL is, um, you know, we gave everything we had and it didn't go our way. And all that we can do now is react and uh, come together this offseason, have a good offseason of getting better to, to continue learning that offense uh, so that we have a chance next year. Okay, but how do you... How do you keep the emotions in check? Like, even the last throw for the touchdown, I'm sitting there at home, and I'm gripping my chair, and I'm telling everybody to be quiet, and I get the sound way up. I'm nervous. I have nothing to do with it. Nothing. And yet you seemed unflappable, and I mean, you're throwing seeds. Well, thank you. Okay. How, but how do you uh, – like, what, what is the process that your brain is able to disconnect from the magnitude of those fourth down plays? I think one of the greatest things about our team is – we don't get too high and we don't get too low. You know, 
you're going to have these great plays of, of touchdowns and at the same time you're going to throw interceptions incompletions and it's all about how you react to the next play and you know we had those situations of we've got to complete this this fourth down we got to convert this and um you know hopefully it's the last fourth down we have to convert but the next drive we had one and we just kept having them and there you don't have a choice you have to keep doing that and um you know i think that's the great thing about our team they, they understood that and and we we got it worked out brandon staley joined us last year Okay, at this week, and I asked him straight up because we were coming off of the Green Bay game against Tampa, where Green Bay chose mm-hmm. to kick the field goal, right? And he said that I will never do that. That's not. I don't. The analytics tell you that's not the. So what we heard him. They all say they're going to go for it. Every it's like it's like you never notice this when a defensive coordinator gets a job. They all say we're going to be more aggressive, right? If that was the case, then by now, you know, hundred years of football, you're blitzing every possession. So nobody's really as aggressive, with the exception of Brandon Staley. Was there ever a fourth down that you went for it where you're like, this guy's out of his mind? I mean, the own, your own 18-yard line? Was there ever a time where you're like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Selfishly as the quarterback, I want to go for it on every fourth down. you know, And, and that's not my decision to make. But there, are, there have been times where I think there was the fourth and nine that we converted against uh, Kansas City in week sure. three where, you know, he believes in us. I believe in us. You know, let's go get it. You know, and, and we believe in those guys. And, and for him to believe in us um, – you know, we might not always get it, but we're, I know that we're going to send out the defense, and I know that they're going to come up with the stop because it, it's team football. It takes all three phases, and uh, for him to kind of put his faith in us like that, it means the world to us. It, it, it's it's pretty remarkable to watch. It has to energize you, though, to see one of your contemporaries, a guy who he came out same year of the draft in Joe Burrow, get to this game. Um, what what impresses you about Burrow and what he's been able to do with his football team? He's a competitor, you know, and he finds a way to win, and that's what you respect most about the quarterback position. And, and I think Matt, Matt Stafford is right there as well. You know, they got to this game their separate ways, but you have to respect that they've been able to win games. And when it's crunch time, when it's fourth quarter, overtime, you know those, those guys are going to show up. Justin Herbert's joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, you got to go to the Pro Bowl and play in the Pro Bowl. But it, it was it became like two hand touch. Like, what, what was it? What was it really like? It was a fun week, you know, to be able to share the field with those guys and, and learn more about, um, you know, all the guys that you go up and compete against, the guys that you watched. Um, I thought that part was awesome. The game might have been a little slower than I'm used to, uh, but to be able to, to go out there, have fun, learn a new offense, meet some new coaches, um, I thought it was a great experience. Do you have like an off switch? Can you turn off the the, the reading the defense and 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 trying to make specific throws within the offense and just go out there and let it let it rip and have some fun? Do you do you have that ability? That's a tough question. I don't know if I have that. I, I think we're you get so trained into to doing it a certain way of looking at the slot defender, the weak safety, and seeing you know what defense they're in. We didn't watch a whole lot of film that week, so that part was kind of nice to, to just have to go out there and play. Um, but it's one of those things that uh, you got to work on. Pack Northwest guys, right? Got to kind of st- stay together. Uh, Cooper Cup. How how has he become the best wide receiver in the league? As as a guy who works with Keenan, with Mike Williams, yep. with you know even Austin is a tremendous tremendous uh, weapon out of the backfield, but Cooper is ridiculous. Uh, what is it that allows him to to get open so often on such a variance of route? It's not like there's just one thing he does. He does almost everything well. What is it from your perspective? Yeah, it's, it, it started back at Eastern Washington, correct? So um, my brother, my older brother played at Montana State, and so I was able to watch those games. Didn't uh, you guys play against Eastern? Was he there when you played? No, I, w- I missed him by a year. Okay. And so I know he was there with Vernon Adams a little bit, and then Vernon came and, and quarterbacked at Oregon for a year. Right. Um, but, you know, he, he was successful then, and, and there's no – it's not an accident that he's having all the success. 
success now because he's he's put in the work and he's been able to, to be so special and so talented over the, the course of his career. And, you know, it's awesome that he's now getting the recognition that he deserves. So your brother go like, dude, this guy's a beast. He knew? Yeah, we knew back then when, when he was coming out that uh, he was a pretty special player. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Justin Herbert is, is joining us. How do you, I mean, you've always had um, a, a kind of peace and balance about you. But I would guess walking around this week, you're a pro bowler. You've generated an immense amount of respect. How do you stay at that level? How do you not let it get to your head to where you walk around a little bit differently? I think you always have to realize that what you can do better. You know, you take a look at this last season, and, and I turned the ball over 15 times, and that's too many. And there's so, still so much more room for improvement of stepping up in the pocket, getting the ball out quick, making those smart decisions, and uh, continuing to learn this offense that was new to me this last year. And so having another year of that, um, you know, and the ultimate goal is to be back here, but not doing interviews, but yeah. playing in the game and, and practicing. So That, that place is... Sofa is amazing. I went to the, the Raider game, which was cool, not just because you beat the Raiders and they had a bunch of fans, but also because there's literally lightning bolts outside, right, with the thunderstorm. It's like the Raiders got to I mean, the Chargers got to win when there's the lightning bolts outside. But um, on that field, is there a different when you're playing on a stadium that, that's big and bold? Like, does it matter? To, I'm not that does it matter. Is there a different feel with different stadiums? I think there is. You know, I think the best part about SoFi Stadium is that it's technically indoors, but at the same time, uh, you get the weather from the outside. And so you know that you're going to get great weather. It's going to be 60, 70. Um, it's air conditioned, and the surface is great, too. So we've never had any issues. So uh, your Super Bowl plans, you go into the game, you watch in the game, or are you going to stay away from the game because it's, it's hard to watch? watch somebody else do what you want to be doing. That's a great point that you bring up. I think I'll end up watching the game uh, as a fan and as a competitor as well because you can always, you know, turn on that switch of, of watching football. Um, but at the same time, you bring up a good point of, you know, you ultimately want to be in that game. Who was your guy growing up? Like everybody, like you're a quarterback. Who is because, who you know, there is the the early generation slightly before you, right, with uh, Marino, Montana and, and Elway, mm -hmm. right? And then there's the uh, Peyton. And Brady, and by the way, now like you competed in the same field, you know, as as, as Brady and, and those guys and, and the Big Ben. Who was your guy when you were growing up? Uh, growing up, it was Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he was the pinnacle, and I think Peyton Manning is up there as well. And, um, you know, watching Can you imagine those guys. doing it at 44? I, no one's been able to do that quite like him. And that's what's so special about him is over the course of the past two decades, three decades, um, you know, he, he's he's fought and he's continued to win and he finds a way to win. Okay, so you have the Meta hat, right? Meta's the, the, the new face. Facebook is now Meta. But now, did you get an Oculus? Did they give you an Oculus with this thing? So I actually had a couple um, from the past year and a half. And so I got into it way before this. And, um, you know, it's been so much fun just playing those games with friends. And especially during the whole coronavirus, um, you know, isolation period of, you know, you couldn't leave and, and you had to find some way to, to get connected with your friends. And I thought that was awesome. But the, the, can you... I, I, my son has the new Oculus, right? He got, mm -hmm. it, got it for, for Christmas. So he's on that. He loves that deal, right? Um, but can you determine which friends get in? Or does somebody sitting there playing, you know, playing Gorilla Tag? And you're like, wait, wait, that's Justin Herbert playing Gorilla Tag. I, can you limit who gets in on your games? Yeah, there's a way that you can control the privacy of your, your okay. group member for sure. Okay. Um, what is your game on Oculus? Um, I actually play a lot of golf and ping pong. So those are games that you can play online with your friends. And so we get pretty competitive. I don't know if you know this. But we do things for Bet Rivers. Like ping pong. People bet a ton on ping pong. Really? Yeah. I never would have ex expected that. Are you any good at ping pong? No, I'm not. Uh, we have a ping pong table in our, our team room, and there are some guys on our team. Steven Anderson, Braden Fajoko. Uh, those are two guys you don't mess with on the team. All right. Well, listen, uh, awesome year. Next year, playoffs, please. 
Playoffs? We're not. We're not asking. We don't have to be Super Bowl yeah. playoffs, please. We're we're doing our best, and you know we think really highly of our team, and I know that's something that we're capable of doing. He's the best. He's Justin Herbert, of course. Meta Quest Two, new virtual reality headset. I can. You don't even have to test for it. I can. My son plays it literally every day and loves that thing. And of course, you can play with friends all around the country, all around the world. Justin, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having me. The, the Pro Bowler joining us.